Sister Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win! She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. You are kingdom royals. Amen. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. As we read alternatively. If someone has a Roman microphone. Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted, the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Therefore, to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, but now have obtained mercy grab your neighbor's hand and let's go to prayer start praying let's all pray father we thank you for the word we thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy thank you Jesus. you may be seated in the presence of the lord thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. the presence of the lord first peter chapter 2 the highlight of the message is verse 10 Verse 9, rather, is the highlight of today's message. But you are a chosen generation, which we did last week. And this week we're going to do that. We are going to, uh, I would say, speak specifically about you being royal priesthood. Just to give you a backdrop of the message... The Apostle Paul is writing to this church. And in writing to them, he's writing at a time when they are facing a lot of persecution. Last week we make mention that the, these Christians are living in the epoch of Nero. 
Nero was a wicked emperor. It is Nero that castrated a boy and married the boy and made the boy his wife. Nero hated Christian. And Nero oftentimes will round up the Christians who are awaiting persecution and he would put them on these sticks and he would have his friends come over and in the stadium they will have this 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 thing where they get together and he will light the Christians on fire and when he lit them on fire the crowd would cheer and cheer and that was their way of having fun and so many Christians at that time felt discouraged. They felt dismayed. They felt uh, uh, defeated because uh, if you name yourself uh, to be a Christian in that epoch, uh, you might be enlisted uh, to be persecuted. Uh, because it's in that epoch you see many of the disciples, uh, some were sawn asunder, some were uh, beheaded, uh, some uh, were dipped in oil and if you say that you identify with Jesus you must expect trials and you must expect tribulation and so in their despair some of them were giving up because when you go through things for too long you can start feeling like you want to give up because many of us can go through certain things for a period of time but when it is prolonged, uh, then the despair can set in. Uh, and so the Apostle Paul uh, is writing to them uh, to give them an understanding uh, of who they are in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, and so last week, uh, we learned that he told them, uh, you are chosen. Uh, and being chosen uh, means that you are special. Um, you have special access. But it also means that you are chosen to demonstrate the power of God in the universe. And so he says, it's not only that you are chosen, but you are a royal priesthood. You see, priests, you must understand, came from the lineage of Aaron from the tribe of Levi. And only they could approach God in the temple. Only the priests could go into certain areas of the temple. The thing about the priesthood is that they were chosen by the almighty God. The priest was the representative of the sinner in things pertaining to God. The priests were allowed to go into the outer and the inner court. But it was only the high priest that could go into the holy of holies once per year to offer up sacrifice for the sins of, of the people. That day that the priest would go into the temple to offer up sacrifice for the sins of the people was called Yom Kippur. And when the high priest decided to go into the Holy of Holies, he had to go through many rituals. 
And one of the things that they did is that they tied a bell to his foot. And the rope extended from the Holy of Holies all the way out. Because the high priest will be inside walking around and talking to God. But if he goes into the Holy of Holies and there's sin in his life, he will be struck dead. And they couldn't just run in to take him out. They had to pull him out by the rope. Oh, glory be to God. And so being a high priest was a serious thing. The function of the priesthood declared the will of God, gave the covenant of blessing, and directed the processing of sacrifices to present the people to God in prayer. The priest represented humankind before God. The priest dealt with sacred things. So the priests would deal with sacred things, but the kings fought for the kingdom. The two were separate. And so Peter is now writing to the New Testament believer to give them an understanding of who they were in the earth. He wanted them to grasp the understanding that tribulation that they were going through should have caused them to misunderstand their, their, their standing in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They need to comprehend that Jesus is the chief cornerstone of the spiritual house which they were a part of and he was their high priest meditating on their behalf. They must now realize that they are a royal priesthood and thus their functionality in this capacity surpasses that of the Old Testament. He was writing because he wanted them to understand their responsibility as being royal priesthood. Because it means you have to fulfill the will of God. As a royal priesthood, you must fulfill the will of God. You must live holy because the Old Testament high priest, like I said, the requirement for them was holy living. They had to live an exemplary life. So just as the priest now had access, the priest had access, the high priest had a greater access. So no one really has to pray right now on our behalf because what Jesus has done is that he has given us a greater access and though we are in the New Testament in the Old Testament they did not have the immediate access that we have they had 
to worry whether or not they're going to make it out alive because no sin could have glory in his presence and I know we're in a dispensation where we do a little bit of God and a little bit of the devil because we think grace has afforded us to do that oh but you see God did not want it for them then and God does not want it for us right now and so why is he calling them a royal priesthood the priesthood mirror the old the only difference is that it is more spiritually advanced the Old Testament the high priest offered up sacrifice for the sins of the people but when we get over into the New Testament things change in the Old Testament you had to make sure you had an animal you kill the animal and you put the animal over the fire and when you put the animal over the fire you may need something to keep the animal on the altar but now we get into the New Testament and Jesus became our sacrifice and he became our high priest you see back then they needed a sacrifice for different things you see you had you had a sacrifice known as Zebek and Zebek represented the principle that without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness of sin and you see the Zebek was not like the burnt offering which was completely burnt on the altar it is unlike the sin offering which they call the shatat where the meat was given to the priest and most of the meat would return after the sacrifice the fat was burned on the altar and the blood was poured out around the altar and the person who made Zebek had to shear the meat with the officiating priest oh glory be to God ah but the system beloved was messed up yes Zebek was messed up because we know that when we read in the same book of Samuel we see Eli being a priest and his own sons they used to make a mockery of the sacrificial things they did not honor sacred things when we go through the Old Testament we realize that although God instituted it the system had some issues not because of the system but because of man oh glory be to God under that sacrificial system the problem we face is that they were doing it ritualistically they just came to offer sacrifice at certain time of the year because it is something that is expected to do I hope you did not come to church because 
because it's expected just to come. I hope you're not in this dispensation just doing church where you just come to church because you just want to come to church. Oh, but to see in the sacrificial system, God wanted their heart. And in this system, oh, God wanted them to be nearer to him. Oh, but he says, I can't continue with this system because man is only doing it for formality. Oh, but I want to establish a deeper relationship with mankind. Ah, the same God says, my heart does not have delight in burnt sacrifice. Do I delight in the blood of bullocks and cows and rams? What does that have to do with me? Oh, but he says, under the new covenant, I'm going to do something different where it's not about the sacrificial system. Oh, but he says, under the new covenant, I want them to have a sacrifice. This sacrifice is called Thusia. Thusia now mean you offer yourself to the Lord God Almighty. Oh, glory be to God. And how do we know that we're able to do that? Because you see, under the new covenant, Jesus, Jesus, because he stepped in the earth and now came not to do away with the old sacrificial system, but he stepped in the earth to fulfill the sacrificial system. What I love about Christianity is that Jesus do it first before he expect you to do it. If anybody lead in this church, make sure they're doing it first before they come to you. And Jesus says, now I'm a step in the earth and show them how it's done. So when he step in the earth, he, he, he stayed with us for about 30 years, 33 years to be exact. And the last three years is when we begin to see Jesus exemplifying because he says, I got to teach them what it means to be a living sacrifice. You see in the Old Testament, that's a dead sacrifice. Yes, you got to keep it on the altar as it's burning. But he says in this dispensation, you got to you got to offer yourself. How do I know you can thusia? Because when Jesus step in the earth, he understand his assignment. His assignment was to die for you and for me. And 
even when Peter <laughs> decided to intercept uh, and begin to say foolishness uh, and told him that it will not happen. Uh, he said, get thee behind me, uh, Satan. Uh, you do not savor uh, the things of God. Uh, Jesus understood uh, his assignment. Uh, he says, I come uh, to lay down my life. Holy Beshala, he that did not have any sin became sin for you and I. And he says, okay, I know the cross is heavy, but that's my assignment. I've already made up my mind that I am the living sacrifice. No demon, no devil, no principality, no power, no witch, nothing in the earth, under the earth, above the earth, around the earth can stop me from my assignment because I know the people that I'm dying for and I love them. So I step in the earth to give my life. He said, it's a sacrifice. The thing about a sacrifice, it's nothing that nobody wants to do. When you become a sacrifice, it's gonna hurt. And that's why he could take the lashes in his back. And that's why when they pierced the side, he still remained on that cross. When they hung him out to dry on the cross, he stayed in his position because he came to be a living sacrifice. To let the earth know how to be a sacrifice. Because if he was a sacrifice, then I can be a living sacrifice oh Jesus so you being a royal priesthood now must comprehend that Jesus is our high priest the system has not been done away with but it's fulfilled and he is the high priest oh, we are a part of the priesthood and it now means we have a role to play because we get excited when we hear royalty and the church like the nice things we only hear royalty because we want Louis Bag, Christian Dior, Gucci. That's the easy part. I got me a Louis and a few Gucci. But Minister Lodge, I know that those things don't mean nothing.
when he say you're a living sacrifice you have to offer yourself unto God it means that you're going to have some difficult times There's some things that you may not want to do, but because I'm a living sacrifice, I can do it because it's not about emotions. The other morning I was trying to pray, I said, Lord, I didn't feel like praying. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that prayer is not about emotion. It's not about feeling like you pray whether or not you want to pray. When you're a living sacrifice, you begin to understand your responsibility. How do you become a sacrifice? Uh, what is he saying? Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then he says, and be not conformed if you're a living sacrifice you can't run after the world you can't try to fit in with the world you can't conform to the ways of, of the world and the things of the world he says he tells you how to become it be not conform be not conform don't conform to the systems of the world the dressing of the world the ways of the world the bad attitude in the world the malice and the gossip and the strife and the tooth for tat but he says be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. The reason why we're not seeing a great change, abrupt change. When you talk about transformation, the Greek is metamorphosis. From what you get metamorpho, it means an abrupt change. Any man that come to Christ is a new creature. It's an abrupt change. But the problem we face is that our minds are not renewed. So we want to have our cake and eat it too. A little bit of God and a little bit of the devil. It's like, God, I want to serve you, but I want to serve Satan too. I like some things in the world. I want to still drop it like it hot. 
but then I want to do this side and I want to do this side. So what we do, we synchronize. It's like. But the Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And the B part says don't expect to receive anything from God. So if you're going to be a living sacrifice, when God puts you on the altar, you stay on the altar. When bad things come, you stay on the altar. When things don't look good, you stay on the altar. When they talk about you, you stay on the altar. When they curse you, you're on the altar. When they beat you, you're on the altar. When they, they do all manner of evil, you're on the altar. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid your all must the spirit control you can only be blessed and have sweet rest when your all is on the altar because I'm transformer I'll stay on the altar because I know who I am I'll stay on the altar I am a living sacrifice and my circumstances cannot dictate to me I may have lost a couple things I may have lost some friends I may have gone through sicknesses and diseases I may have lost some money I may have lost some family members oh I know I have been through the fire I have been through the flood I have been through the rain I have been through hell and I water oh they talk about me they say all manner of evil about me they deserted me they ostracized me but my all is on the altar when you come looking for me I'm on the altar oh I'm on the altar baby I'm on the altar Satan is licking me for six but I must stay on the altar the kingdom of darkness is up against me but I must stay on the altar everything is not right with me but I must stay on the altar because while I'm on the altar everything that needs to be burned will be burned oh wretched man that I am every weakness burning on the altar every fault burning on the altar everything that is not of you I put it on the altar I put it on the altar I must stay on the altar I must stay on the altar going to offer up my life as a living sacrifice comes what may I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back 
no turning back the cross before me the world behind me but I made up somebody say I made up somebody say I got a made up mind I got a made up I made up mind time to be wishy-washy but you gotta be a living sacrifice in being a living sacrifice there's another sacrifice you gotta do you have to offer up the sacrifice of praise Which is the fruit of your lips. Many Christians underestimate this. When you praise God, it creates a vibration. Brother Moses sung the song, I will not be silent. The devil wants to silence us in this dispensation. If you come to church and you don't praise, Satan is happy. When we pray, Satan can intercept the pride. Because when Daniel prayed, the prayer was held up for 21 days. But you see when you praise, it's an instant message to God. Orebe salabale sukuribala leko salamande rebo shalaba. Sometimes even my kids they make fun of me because me and Alexa in the kitchen I turn it up loud and I'm praising God because I know that praise is powerful and the songwriter says praise is what I do when I'm going through I learn to praise him in the good times and in the bad times for praise is what I do the Bible says in the Old Testament Israel had to go up against their enemies and 
something happened and Israel began to praise and when the enemy heard Israel praising they were confused and they ran away because they sounded like an army and they ran away I pray to prophesy that your praise will confuse your enemies I pray to prophesy that you will open your mouth and begin to walk around and give God praise your enemy thought that you're out and down they, they thought that it's done and over with but you just got to walk around baby lift up your hands and say hallelujah thank you Jesus glory to God I give you the highest praise I honor you back you somebody just lift up their hands and begin to magnify you come on come on give Satan a knuckle punch open your mouth lift up your hands and begin to give God a praise give God a praise come on lift up your hands lift up your hands give God a praise give God a praise give God a praise Praise him, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noon time, praise, come on and praise him, let's just praise him, somebody's depending on your praise, 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 Somebody's depending on your praise. Somebody's depending on your praise. Somebody's depending on your praise. Praise. Praise God. Lift up your voices. Jesus, 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 Jesus,
of service so many people are saved but they just sit on the benches many of you have a calling there's a gift that God has given you you would not even open your mouth to sing a solo Some of you treat the ministry like you want me to beg you to stay in your service unto the Lord. Because you've not fathomed the understanding of the kingdom. And so you feel like you're doing it for Pastor Camille. But when I gave my life to the Lord, I said to my pastor, you didn't call me. God called me. And there were moments where my pastor did things that offended me. You know what I did? I stand in my position. Anywhere my name is, I'm a soldier. He never had to ask if it's going to be done. Hell high water children no children money no money health problems i am a soldier in the kingdom and this is my assignment some of you have attitudes sometimes you want to sabotage a church you think you can sabotage the kingdom of god you think you can bring this shit down if it's built on camille you can build it you can bring it down but the Bible tells me that the kingdom, the church, is built on the rock. The revelation that was given to Peter. On, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell. So while you're having attitude, God is getting somebody else ready. And so your service in the kingdom 
is an opportunity to be a part of the kingdom. Your job is to say, how can I make it better? You should be saying, Pastor, I have a piece ready. When can I? Not me always coming to tell you. Because you are what? You have a service. You are called. You are enlisted as a service. Do you know that your work in the kingdom is more important than your work out there? You are a part of something that will never die. Everything out there will die. You don't need to be an accountant in heaven. You won't have a job when you get there, sorry. You won't have a job being a lawyer. There's no job being a doctor because there's no sickness there. There's no night there. This is the only institution that continue into eternity. That's why I treat it as such. People around me will say, oh, she's in ministry mode now. Leave her alone. Because this is more important than any and everything else. So there is an expectation for you to be a sacrifice in your position. We're having camp meeting next week and I heard the bishop says, and I said, wow. He said, oh. Some people say, I'm working. He said, they shouldn't be working. They should have taken the time off because it's camp meeting time. I'm like, that is so true. They should have looked ahead, switched with somebody, asked the boss, and let the boss know I have something important to do. Because there's a sacrifice for service. A sacrifice of service but then he says they are royal and I'm coming now you see the royal part is now where the kingship comes in because in the old system you had 39 kings and of the 39 kings I believe it's only about eight either five or eight that did what was right in the sight of God the kings when God put them on the throne the first king Saul he messed up the kingdom he was disobedient he knew that he shouldn't be offering up the sacrifice but he offered it up anyways and God says to obey is better than sacrifice. Yes, and disobedient rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. God had a hard time finding kings to rule his people. He wanted kings that had reverence. Kings that were loyal. He wanted the kings to bring 
stability to the land. But they had a problem doing it. Mm. So he says, under the new covenant, I'm going to merge the priesthood with the kingship. I want the two to come together. And the only way I can do it ah, is through Jesus Christ. So when Jesus came on the scene, you notice his office is priest, prophet, and king. He's not only just king, beloved, but he is king of kings and being a king it means that he had supreme power he had supreme rule he had supreme authority it means that he is higher than the highest oh glory be to God so God says I'm going to send him in the earth to establish the priesthood but I need them to reverence me and to be sacred but there's another side that they must establish they must establish power authority and dominion because I'm a merge the kingship with the priesthood and so when Jesus step in the earth he demonstrate he demonstrated priesthood and how to be king oh good God of grace and that's why you see when he step in the earth the wind and the wave obey him the deaf who heard the dumb spoke the blind saw there was nothing in the earth that Jesus could not do oh when he was about to be lifted up oh they said to him Lazarus is dead he just took his time by the time he went to Lazarus Lazarus was stinking dead he just stand over the tomb and say Lazarus come forth because I'm greater than death step in the earth he's greater than the greatest higher than the highest Nero couldn't kill him the devil couldn't tempt him hell has no hold on him death was defeated the grave was defeated and he said I come in the earth to let the world know to let the church know that I am king of kings I'm lord of lord that's why when he stepped into the region of the Gennagadarines the, the, the demons the demons the demons says have you come to torment us before our time because they understand that the grace in Jesus is higher than them that Satan had to bow Satan has to bow Satan has to bow I 
come to prophesy to this church to let you know that you are royal priesthood and you are connected to Jesus and because you're connected as long as you remain a living sacrifice in the presence of God no weapon no weapon no weapon for my against you shall be able to prosper every tongue risen up against you shall be brought into condemnation for you got power say I got power I got power I'm a royal priesthood baby I don't travel light I got power power in my mouth power in my hand power in my feet so anywhere the sole of your feet touch you will gain dominion anything you speak out of your mouth it shall come to pass anything my hand touch it shall become gold i am royalty baby i'm royalty baby the heavens shall open and give me favor for i am royalty baby i'm royalty let the kingdom royals arise kingdom royals arise and say we got power we got power power we got the victory we got the victory we got the victory somebody said victory in jesus victory in jesus victory in jesus i'm a walk in my kingdom authority get up out of your seat and just begin to walk just begin to walk just begin to walk get out of your seat and just begin to walk 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 and say i take dominion i take dominion i take dominion come on say it i got power i got power i got authority I got victory. I'm not a victim, but I got victory. Somebody say victory. 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 He said, We thank we are a royal, 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 royal. priesthood. Yes, Thank Lord. You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when somebody tells you you're, you're nothing, sorry, baby. I think you have the wrong person. Because I know who I am. Some of you have put yourself in some predicament because you don't know who you are. When you're royalty, you're part of a monarch. You can't mix. Certain people you don't court. Certain places you don't go. 
Certain things you don't say. You notice the royals, they carry themselves a certain way. Because they know who they are. And in the earth, they act like they're better off than the rest of the universe. But the church sometimes act like a prodigal. Know who you are, your royalty. Kingdom royals. Act like it, talk like it, dress like it, walk like it, be it. I am royalty. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. Find somebody else and says, I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm who God says I am. I'm royalty. Thank you to all our ministry partners all over the world. We're winning souls for Jesus because of your generous support. We hope you have been blessed by this broadcast. If you need a word of prayer right now, please call plus one. 647-882-9708 and we will be happy to pray with you. Worship with us this Sunday at Yowie Ministries Toronto located at 1111 Finch Avenue West Unit 34 Toronto, Canada. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram at these handles for our more life transforming materials to partner with us. By email money transfer, Toronto at gmail.com. And password is Jesus. By check to Yowie Ministries Toronto, 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, M3J2E5, Toronto, Canada. Yowie Ministries Toronto. Transforming lives for the kingdom of God.
would I be if you let me 